you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy among men And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Alright, welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafisa. With me as always is Devin. We are about to wrap up or talk about basically the Raw and SmackDown from this last week and kind of, you know, get wrap our heads around what's been going on the last couple weeks because we haven't talked about uh, this in a little bit now. So, um, lots yeah, we of- just had the recap shows for the pay-per-views, War yep. Games, Survivor Series. That, and that was, was it. it. Yeah, and that's then, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, lots, lots of, lots of stuff been going on since, uh, since both war games and Survivor Series and the post, uh, war for, for the, the brand supremacy, if you will. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about this past week and really using that as our main focus, but some things are going to pop up that happened the weeks prior to that, uh, we'll, we'll discuss as well as we're organically going through all this. So we're going to start off with Friday night SmackDown and this will be the SmackDown that happened on December 6th that we're going to start with here. So, um, without further ado, let's just jump right into it. So, um, the, let's, let's just say the Miz and Bray Wyatt. So they had a little bit of a drama going on that was based off of Daniel Bryan. Now, just to yeah. take you back a little bit, so Daniel Bryan obviously had fought uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt at Survivor Series. He lost, but there there was a little bit of a change, a little bit of a of a change with with Daniel Bryan in that he finally kind of uh, refound the Yes movement and decided to just go with the Yes movement and use that to help him, you know, battle the fiend. And he lost, but you know, he he again just it was the first time we had seen him do the yes chance and, you know, go with the crowd, you know, with the yes chance. So that was pretty cool. But uh he kind of, you know, Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was. And know, he addressed I, that. He, I know, ahead. and I kept kept on held on to this. Oh, it was a uh, He's not giving it to the yes movement yet, man. You know I have my conspiracy right. theories going on. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, at this point, it's like, that's that's a done deal. Every yeah, it is. Of, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving up hope on that now. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it would if they come back and say, "Hey, guess what? He's just you know, it was he was he's still messing with Roman Reigns and turns around and he, you know makes a heel turn after this. It'd be real goofy at this point. So. It would, man. Yeah. Well, we're that. That's like, what are we doing did. now? Right. Um. But yeah, so so Daniel actually the the Miz had mentioned to Daniel. Um, and this is two weeks prior to the to, to what we're talking about here. But um, mentioned to Daniel like, "Hey, the Fiend changes people, right? He changes people, and people don't come out the for the better after he faces them. Look at what he did to Finn Balor, right? Finn Balor's a heel now. Look what he did to Seth Rollins. Well, you know, spoiler alert: Seth Rollins isn't so much a goody two shoes anymore." So, you know, now Daniel Bryan went against him and he's bound to change if he continues on this path. And The Fiend or Bray Wyatt actually did challenge uh, Daniel Bryan, said, why don't you come play with me again? You know, let's let's go ahead and run it back. Let's play it again. Play again. (laughs) So, you know, Daniel is kind of in this question of should he accept or should he not accept? So he goes out there to the crowd, the crowd you know, is, is behind him, you know, but he's you know, like, you know, at one point I thought the Yes movie was dead, but you guys may have brought it back to life. And then he asked the crowd, he said, do you think, you know, that that I should challenge Bray Wyatt for the WWE Universal Championship at uh, Tables, Ladders and Chairs pay-per-view? And, you know, the crowd, of course, is going to chant, yes, yes, yes. And so right. Daniel's saying it with them, yes, yes. And so all was well and good. Daniel had accepted the challenge. Then Bray Wyatt's on the Tron. You know, he, he says, um, you know, he, he's happy for Daniel, all this energy. And, you know, I forget what else he said right before the lights went out. But, you know, he was talking to Daniel. Then at, at a certain point during what he was saying, lights go out. 
And when the lights go out, this time it goes all red. So we got to get used to this red lighting, I guess. But you, you know, it's it, you know it's about to come. Come on now, right? So you know, <laughs> it was it was it was like okay. I mean, and and a segment like this is fine. Like I actually don't have a problem with the red light here. It's just the matches that I'm sick of it. But yeah, you know, that's that's just what it is. So. Uh, the red light comes up, and then the fiend is coming up through the mat behind Daniel Bryan, right? So he grabs Daniel, and Daniel's like he's trying to drag Daniel Bryan into this hole in the in the in the middle of the ring. So you know Daniel's fighting him off, fighting him off, trying to, but eventually he gets the mandible claw, he gets dragged down under the ring, and then disturbingly, you see the fiend just tearing out Daniel it's Bryan's okay. hair. Yeah, you know, chunks of it, chunks of his hair ripping it out. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell is this? So, and he just keeps doing it. And he keeps, you know, he goes back and digs laughing. in more hair, laughing, he does, rips more hair it. out. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Boy. Yeah, that was it. Was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. It was it was actually disturbing to see that. It video. was. It was, man. Um, so so that happened, and then leading into this week, right? So this past Friday against December again, December sixth, uh, the Miz. Comes out and he was said he said he was supposed to have a, a interview with Daniel Bryan, and but Daniel Bryan is nowhere to be found. It's like he vanished, like he disappeared off the face of the earth, right? So the Miz is making it his personal mission to figure out. He's like, we're not friends, we've never yep. been friends, yep. but he's gonna make it his personal mission to find Daniel Bryan. I'm de- I am glad that he decided to break that down. Like, hey, I don't like the guy. We're not friends, you know? And he even, he even implied, like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am going to find out what happened to Daniel Bryan. I was like, I was like, okay, cool. Well, well played, Miz. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it it's good. I'm happy how they're they're paying off the feud that the two of them have had all this time. Yes. But then they're both kind of in this face territory where, you know, they, they even though they don't like each even though they're, yeah, they don't like each other, but there's this respect that they would have for each other. And so Miz is like, okay, I don't, like you said, I don't like him, but I, I have a respect for him and I care about what's going on. So I'm going to get down to get to the bottom of this. And he's, he's also to say he knows what Daniel means to SmackDown and what Daniel means to the WWE universe. And with him being again, this, this face miss, this good guy miss, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's as much doing it for the fans and for the locker room and for Daniel's family as, as for Daniel. Himself. Oh yeah. So From one family man to another, I completely understand that. And that really resonated with me as well, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it's a good play in terms of a story from a story perspective. Like, you know, it makes sense. It doesn't feel like it would be. It would suck if they didn't mention it at all. If they just were like went around know. it. Yeah, like there's history there. These two guys go back to to when what was it? Tough NXT. Enough or NXT. It was NXT. Yeah, NXT with yeah. NXT. You know where where Miz was one of the coaches and Daniel was one of the prospects. You know, so they've had beef since then. And so to to continue that storyline in this new way, you know, is really interesting. So I really like this. Um, but speaking of family, so that's where things start. You know, turning a little bit for the Miz because. The Fiend is like, well, or I should say Bray Wyatt, you know, is on the screen right, in the Firefly. Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt now. specifically. That's This is important. So, you know, Bray Wyatt is on the screen and he's kind of talking to the Miz about, you know, not wanting to him to stick his nose in, in his business, you know, and that this didn't really concern him. But. You know, since Daniel, you know, and you don't want to know where Daniel is. I don't even want to know where Daniel is or what's going on with Daniel right now. And that was crazy that he said that, man. Like, you know, because he has a split personality and he's mentioning, you know, alluding to the fact that, hey, the fiend, he put somewhere that even even I don't know where he's he's at. I'm like, God, man. So this is just crazy. Just perfect by Bray Wyatt. Yeah, just real great storytelling here by Bray and, and, and just like, you know, having that other persona really be separate from his own in this situation. So I really do like the way they're playing that. Um, but then he he brings up, um, you know, he used to have a family, too, you know, talking to the Miz saying, like, you have a family. I used to have a family, too. And it flashed on the screen, the old Wyatt family. Yes. Where you had um, uh, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan, all with the the sheep's mask on, you know, kind of. And it was kind of a quick pose. It was Luke Harper, right? Not not uh, Braun in that picture. I think it was Luke Harper. Uh, and Eric, Eric Rowan, Rowan okay. and in yeah. show Bray Wyatt. Not, I don't think there was 
Daniel Bryan. No, Daniel started, Bryan was in that shot. In the, Daniel in Bryan the, was the person in front. He was okay. I gotta look at it. Again. I thought yeah. that was Bray Wyatt seeing his long beard. No, that, I think that was Daniel Bryan. That okay. was Daniel Bryan in the front I, because, I, and that makes sense with the story because he was wearing those blue overalls that he was he was wearing. I do remember that. I do remember those blue overalls. Those damn blue overalls. Hey man, he fit he, with the beard and everything. Like he did. He did. Oh, I, I bought it. I bought it at that yeah. time. It was short lived, but I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they're talking. He's talking about family. How he used to have a family, but now you know maybe he can have a new family, a new family to play with. And that's when he makes appear this picture of the Mrs. Family. So it's Ms. Maurice and their two kids. Which even the crowd is like, "Oh, what? Like, no." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Right? Like, is this really going here? Like, is he gonna (laughs) about to terrorize his family? Like, oh man. So then the Miz just gets out the ring, stomps towards the entranceway, goes into the back. Then the next cut, they show him calling Maurice, saying, you know, hey, just lock the doors. We don't know what this guy's capable of. You're like, I'm, I'm catching the first flight home, catching the first flight home, getting out of here. And then um, he did what he said, too, towards him. He's like, man, I, I know what I have to do. Mm. He said it like, like in a way that. In a way that he's kind of alluding, maybe I have to murder him or kill this dude. <laughs> like, what, 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 like, what are we talking about here, Miss? Like, you had that look, like, yeah, I, I know what I have to do. <laughs> like, oh man, how do we go there? Real. So, two things. One is that that actually did pop in my head when he said that. It's like, can't be talking about killing this man because that this would just get kind of just. Just ridiculous at this point. Like, <laughs> murder. We're gonna murder the the fiend for real. This yeah, thing. man. But the other thing too is it actually is very similar and alludes back to what Daniel had said back when he was a heel and he didn't know what to do and he's like, I know what I have to do now. So I wonder if they're gonna try to. I mean, I mean, we were talking about it before. It's it's not gonna happen where Daniel had this master plan and was turning on Roman Reigns. Right. But maybe they use this as kind of a way to connect those two things together. Or maybe it was a coincidence. I don't know. But when you just said it, because I wasn't thinking about this until just now, like, you know, maybe it was purposeful that the Miz used those words, you know, to say, I know what I have to do. And and because it's ex- the exact same words that Daniel said, you know, when he was kind of at a crossroads as well. So, you know, maybe there'll be something there. I don't know. Hold but, on. So so what are you saying? You're saying maybe the Miz is, is behind? No. No, 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 no. I'm okay. not saying that. Okay. What, I, what I'm, what I am saying though is that, the, and I, I don't see what kind of connection they could make. It's just interesting that they had the Miz say that line because Daniel Bryan said that line, and we forever have been wondering what did Daniel Bryan mean, right? You know, what was he talking about, right? So maybe in somehow, some way, they're still gonna pay that off somehow that. That Daniel and the Miz both, you know, are kind of in this moment in their lives where they need to do something. And so I don't know. And again, I'm just saying this out loud because when you just said that that line that the Miz said, I was like, wait a minute, Daniel, that's those are the same words that Daniel said. So I'm just curious. Yeah. Like if there's some way and I can't even I'm I'm not I don't I don't I'm not seeing it completely like how they could do it. Uh But I'm just making the connection that those are the same lines that Daniel Bryan said. So maybe there's something there. You you might be right. You might be right. Maybe they're gonna do give us some type of payoff because of what what happened or what past transpired with uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns that we never got a basically uh, a end result with that one. Exactly. So that could be cool. So something to look out for. We'll see if they pay that off somehow. Um, but yeah. So the Miz is getting ready to go home. Um, he's leaving the arena. Then he turns to his right and he sees this doorway with this red light, which, you know, you see the red light. Now you think of the fiend. So but Miz bolted into that 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 locker room area or closet, or whatever it was, that room with the red light, kicked the door open. Um, there was nobody in there. The fiend wasn't in there, but there was a picture. And the red light went off, went away. The red light went off. Yep, it did. It went off. Um, he saw on the table with a spotlight on it, a picture of Maurice, his two kids. But instead of him, it was Bray Wyatt with his family, you know, so implying, of course, that Bray Wyatt, you know, maybe has found his new family in the Miz's family, maybe wanted to try to take his place. 
So, you know, this, of course, has a reaction for The Miz. But then he gets jumped by Bray Wyatt in full Mr. Rogers sweater. No fiend, no mask, no Manimal Claw. It was Bray Wyatt, which he, yeah, he sneaked on to. He said, "Say cheese." That's what it was. Turn yeah. around immediately. <laughs> oh man! So, so what was your reaction to seeing Bray Wyatt as Bray Wyatt finally? Because you had talked about, and we had discussed a couple of times. It'd be nice to see Bray Wyatt there as just Bray Wyatt, and maybe make the fiend. Somebody is listening to our show. I swear, the, I swear, man, man. That writers room, like, hey, man, what if we made Bray Wyatt, you know, mar- uh, part of the main focus of our storytelling? And then, there we go. Here we go. This is this is is working, and I love it. And man, hi, you know, big shout outs to the Miz too, man. I gotta his acting chops is 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 good in in this. Uh, in this segment too, as well, how he's looking kind of nervous, frightened, uh, showing passion for his family, looking concerned, all, all these elements, man, that's going on, all these emotions that he's showing, man. And he, he showed a, a good range of it too. So big shout outs makes me want to check out his, uh, uh, what are those movies? The Marine movies. See what type well, I wouldn't of go that chops. Far. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. He did great. He did great on, well, on we'll SmackDown. See, sure. They still making but them for some reason. Hey, so. They are. They are. <laughs> I don't know if they're profitable. I don't, I don't think they're good, but you know. Hey, hey, hey teach us. Somebody. <laughs> somebody out there is watching it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> likes them. You know, somebody's got a collection of, of the Miz Marine series. It's all the Miz. He's just watching all his own stuff, <laughs> buying all his own DVDs. Yeah, he's I like, "Let me get a million Marine Four, Marine Five. <laughs> right. He's personally funding all of these movies and buying all of the, <laughs> the DVDs. Oh, jeez. Oh man. man. But yeah, just um, yeah. The the big thing for me again was Bray Wyatt. Just Bray Wyatt showing up and actually attacking the Miz on his yeah. own, not being the fiend. So I hope that's a trend. Um, and now this is leading to instead of Daniel Bryan because they've they've already announced this. It's actually going to be Bray Wyatt versus The Miz at yes. TLC, not the Fiend, uh, not the Bray Fiend. Wyatt. So yeah, and I'm very interested. I want to. Is he going to wrestle different? Is it like what type of theme music is going to go? Is it going to come out to that Mister Rogers? You know, oh man, theme music coming out with a big to. smile, just waving and everything. Just yeah. oh, it's going to be it's going to be great. I bet. Yeah, dude, Firefly, the Firefly Funhouse theme music as his entrance. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, I yes, I, I, want I can that. see that. Oh, I why not? That. Yeah, that'd be great. It's it's kind of like uh, Mick Foley back in the day. You know when he had the the Cactus Jack. The dude loves the mankind uh, yeah. persona. Uh, like yeah. it's just like now he can break and kind of play with it and pick the persona he wants to be. And I yeah. personally like like we were saying before, you know, seeing just the the human Bray, the Mister Rogers Bray, yes. you know, just that character more, I think would be good. You know, and he doesn't have to like no sell, right? He could just he can he lose. It. Like he this, does it, yes, right, right, all right. So and he can he defend. Might look afraid he'd be like, "No, man, stop." Stop, that's enough. You might say something like that. I could see that. And then yeah. he'll just get sinister real quick. Yeah. Like, oh my God, man. I, I can't wait to see how they play this this match yeah. out. That I'm I'm excited for this. Now, the other thing too is so I'm assuming if this matchup is gonna be for the W the Universal Championship, which when he comes out I don't out, think so. It didn't say that. It didn't say that. There's just a fight? Just a fight. Oh well. He should still come out with the belt, which let's talk about the belt for a little bit because there's there's uh there was some stuff that they showed a little preview of the Fiends version of the belt. I saw now, that. Okay. <laughs> so, but first, what I would say is I'm a I'm guessing whether it's for the belt or not that when Bray Mister Rogers Bray shows up at TLC that he's going to have the blue belt is my guess, and that that's his toy technically. But then when it's the Fiend, now the Fiend has his own title, which would be his toy, which has his face on it. Um, so there's two questions here I got for you. All right. One, what do you do you do you think they should come out with two different belts? And then what do you think of the Fiend's belt? So th- this will be kind of confusing because the Fiend actually won the universal title then. Mm. You know, so he should actually buy it. Technically, he should actually carry the universal title since he won the universal universal title. He Bray Wyatt didn't win it. 
You know, but they show. But Bray Wyatt's been holding the belt in Firefly Funhouse. That's like, true. He's actually been. And when they showed the other belt, it was like Bray had the blue one, and then the quick like like two second sneak shot that we saw of the fiend's belt. We saw that with the fiend, but then it cut back to Bray with the blue belt. And Bray was saying like, I think the fiend needs his own toy too. So there's like, they both have these toys to represent their, you know, that, that they're playing with. And Bray has the blue belt. Bray or the fiend has the, Fiend demon face, yeah, belt, plate, you belt, want to call it. thing, <laughs> yeah, freakish, so, ghoulish looking man. thing. So let's talk about that. Like when you saw that belt, that was that was uh, again not this past SmackDown, but the SmackDown before when they revealed that. Um, for the listeners out there, what did you think of the the redesign on the belt, the custom belt for the Fiend? It is very in your face, <laughs> <laughs> literally in your face. Just a big fiend face mask, scary looking. It's it's the design is out of this world. It's insane, you know, basically. So it's different. Uh, so I, I like it. You know, I, I like different. So I like it. I mean, I I don't like it. I'll say <laughs> I just don't like it. Looking at it, I'm like, man, it looks like they just kind of photocopied like Bray or the fiend put his face on a scanner and then they just hit scan and then it <laughs> scanned out. And then they like plastered that on the belt. They took the faceplate off, put that on as the faceplate. And that was it. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I have to see it like on him because the way he wears the belt, uh-huh. he wears it over his, his, his neck around his neck. So that face would be where his head is at. So maybe that's kind of cool where, you know, have you got a better fat. look at it. Like on the website at all, or no? I, okay. I only saw it on SmackDown for okay. that brief glimpse that they gave glimpse. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got an actually better look at it on online because you know they leaked it all over. Showed all the pictures. So you know when I got a better look at it, yeah, man, it looks pretty good. You know, it looks different. I like it. That face looks scary, just out there, ghoulish like. You know, features on there, and and it's different for the for the fiend. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just tough. It's 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 such a bizarre looking belt that you know I I I have to see it a little bit more. I'm I'm actually kind of looking for it on my phone right now, actually, as I'm talking to you, just to get a better glimpse of it. But yeah, I just I don't know, man. It's just kind of out there with that look. And again, just his face on there. Yeah. I mean, custom belts. Actually, I really like custom belts when they're done right. Like Stone Cold Smoking Skull oh, Belt yeah, is yeah, awesome. That's my favorite custom. Just belt. such a great belt. Yes. Um, and I think an underrated one actually is the um the <laughs> John Cena spinning United States Championship belt. Like I actually really like that belt. I just yeah. feel like it fit yeah. Cena at that time <laughs> and it was so different. Like it spin, it was like Okay, now the WWE Championship version I didn't like because that one felt a little bit too goofy that that one was spinning. But for some reason, the United States Championship kind of fit. Maybe because it was the first time I had seen it. Like, I was like, okay, that's new. That's different. But then the WWE Championship, I'm like, hmm. So so that's when The Rock changed and he's like, you know, this is like a toy. This is better. And I know you don't like the new belt either. But I prefer it not spinning to spinning for the WWE Championship. Uh, and him making that slight change to it. Um, but anyway, in terms of custom, Stone Cold Smoking smoking Skull Belt, I think is probably the best one. That Ted DiBiase Million Dollar Belt, you know, also, too, is is awesome. Um, there's a there's a couple out there, but those are the ones that kind of really stand out to me. What do you think of that, under, since we're talking about that, the Undertaker's Belt that came out recently? Have you seen it? No, recently. Yeah, if you uh, look it up on your phone. Uh, oh, I see. Purple. Yeah, it's like purple and black. The legacy title. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing it right now. It's just like I don't even know what I'm looking at. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's in a casket. The casket is the case. I mean, that part is kind of cool, actually. The fact that the holder for it is a casket. That's 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 all right, but I, it it doesn't look right. It it just there's something about it like no, I'm not. I don't like it. 
I like it. The, the belt itself just seems like it's cheap. Can you see the Undertaker carrying no, the belt? No, I can never see him wearing this belt. I can see him wanting to bury this belt alive for sure. He just throws it in a in a ditch somewhere and says, okay, no, this is this go. in the peace. Exactly. <laughs> Throw it in this casket case, put it in the ground, and we'll never see it again. That's what he would do. Uh-huh. Just give me the WWE championship. Like, yeah, I, wow. When did, why are they just coming out with, with I this? Don't, I don't even see the purpose of the reason why they came out with that belt for the Undertaker, knowing that he doesn't really wrestle anymore. Yeah. They're called the legacy belt. Right. I don't I don't know, man. They just figured that they needed to make some extra money in. I was going to say, this is just purely a money grab. Because there's no reason to have this. It's just terrible. Wow. All right. But like I said, the casket's probably the best part about it, really, that they're using that as the holder. But the yeah, because it hides that belt. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so so overall, like, uh, are you excited for Bray Wyatt versus The Miz? Are you disappointed we're not seeing Daniel Bryan? Um, and where do you think we're going with Daniel? Uh, I think. Well, let me ask you this in, in the first step. First step, I'm enjoying the story between uh, The Miz and Bray Wyatt. Uh, they they definitely playing off each other very well. I love that first segment, by the way, and just throughout the whole storytelling, throughout that whole SmackDown episode too. You know, it was just great. You know, just trying to see where the Miss Head was, and you know, you see Bray Wyatt getting inside the uh, mind of the Miz. Basically, you say, "Hey, you know, I got a new family to play with, and all that." So that's cool. That element right there. And uh, Daniel Bryan, too, you know, how he has a history with The Miz and well, he has history with Bray Wyatt as well. So this is just a great triangle uh, effect that we're getting right now. And, you know, now we're just getting The Miz and then eventually we'll probably get right back to Daniel Bryan as well. Yeah, because we're I, not done. I'm, I'm, no, I'm guessing he's going to have come back with some type of haircut. Yeah, I mean, he may go back to his like American Dragon, clean face, bald. Ooh, yeah, he's not getting rid of that beard. I think he's from one beard man to another. I have a glorious, luxurious beard, yeah. and, and it, it's, I'm not cutting this thing off. So I know he's not going to cut his off. I think he's cutting it. Ah, oh, no, nah. I think he's cutting it. So you're definitely clean shaved, man. I think he's bald. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's bald for sure. I think he's he's cutting his hair. I think that's going that's going away, so or at least a that. buzz cut. I'm bald right now. I actually yeah. chopped off my hair, but I right. still got my beard though. Like, so man, I, I can't. Maybe get he does this. that. Yeah, because we've seen we've seen Daniel like that with the with the shaved head. Yeah. But I feel like the beard. I don't know. I feel like the the. Oof, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Nah, I, I wouldn't in, be. He put in too much time for that beard, looking that thick and luxurious. <laughs> just got the beard oily. I know he takes care of that. That's as a, as a well maintained beard right there but wouldn't it be weird if like he this happens with bray and then he has like just a fresh cut you know what i'm saying like i feel like with what happened like bray wyatt ripped chunks of hair off of his head and even the way they were describing it they're like he ripped it off the scalp so (laughs) you know if this happens right you know let's just play along with the story here for a second that happens to you then you just say okay Next time we see him, he's just he's just just have like this clean buzz cut with still the beard fully intact and and even trimmed down maybe to make it even clean. Like I feel like if he looks too clean, it's gonna kill what Bray Wyatt just did to him. Like it it almost. So I what, think he should just come back like his hair all missing. That's what I. That's what they kind of sold. Honestly, either the chunks are there is gonna be just chunks of hair there, like and he's not gonna shave well off. Like, 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 it looks like there's hair missing, basically. Either they do that yeah. to but sell what, you, what... But what it, let me ask you this. So what if yeah. you got attacked by the fiend, pulling all your chunks of hair, mm-hmm. and then, you knowing good and well, you're getting ready to come back at SmackDown. Are you coming back with hair missing? you just like, you know, might as well just, just buzz I it all off. since he was just ripping at chunks, so here's what I think is, is the visual they're trying to sell. 
the fiend was just ripping hair out and he's not saying I'm only ripping hair off of his head. So he's just ripping hair off. Right. And he has the beard and we all know Daniel for the beard, the long hair, the disheveled hair, whatever is just, you know, it's, it's, it's there, but the beard is kind of also like a, a, the thing that when you see Daniel's face, you see that beard. So I feel like you have to sell that, that the fiend did damage to, him and that he was just ripping hair out, whether it's from his beard or his head. So to sell it, either again, you show chunks missing from both his head and his beard, or you say Daniel just had all of that done to him. So you know what he's going to do? He's just shaving it all off. He's shaving off the beard. He's shaving off the, his head because he barely had any hair left after what, what Bray did to him. But you can't, I don't think, because what you're talking about, I think, is an in-between where he can be bald, but then have the beard. But I feel like that's kind of safe. Whereas, like you're saying, man, beard, you're a beard guy. That's a big deal to lose the, to, to, you've been maintaining and doing all this. So we would all feel it. We would all look at Daniel like, damn, he, he took, like, he did that to you? And look <laughs> at you now, and who was, we can't even recognize your face anymore. Like, you know, I feel like that would be more of a, dramatic change for Daniel Bryan to say he's lost all of his hair. He went from a head full of hair and a full beard to nothing. Like the fiend just stripped it all away. I, I like, get that. The impact would be profound. I, yeah. I, most definitely. If he was to yeah. chop everything off, especially the, beard. I think Bree won't like it, <laughs> you know, because I'm sure Bree loves the beard. Yeah. So I love the beard, man. Right. I, I have a beard, you know, I'm just saying, I, I, I understand a good looking that beard. Yeah, but I think Daniel's that kind of guy that, for the sake of a good story, he'll chop he off that it. beard. I think he would do it. Yep. Man, yep. how long you been rocking that beard, man? Like six, seven years? Minimum, probably. Minimum. And you think he's ready to chop that off? You think he'll chop it off? I think he could. For again, for a good story, he's that passionate about wrestling. He will do what he was just talking about. How passionate he is! That passion that drives him to do crazy things, leading up to the match with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> this is this is another sign of that passion. If he shaves off that beard after all the work, that that shows you how dedicated and devoted he is to telling a great story in wrestling. It's if crazy that, that you're. You're 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 very you're sounding very logical right now. I'm not gonna even <laughs> deny that. <laughs> it's scary. You know? I, I find myself agreeing with you on that right now. <laughs> and and look like because from a personal level, if if he decides right, okay, he wants to keep it. it I can I can understand as a human being, but I think the story gets that extra. Pit of bit of drama. Yeah, he's and very that, passionate about wrestling. Like, yeah, yeah he is. That's, that's a very good, strong point right there. And yeah. would he do it to drive a story for wrestling? I think he would. I think he would. Huh. Yep. Yep. That's a million. And again, question. if there is if there is something left, I think it's like you see chunks ripped out of his head, chunks ripped off of his beard. Like it's gonna he's he's gonna look very disheveled to a point where we're probably gonna want him to shave everything off. Just how terrible he may look. So you know, we'll see, we'll see. But I'm very so, intrigued. So real quick, over under for shaving, complete shave, complete shave. I'm saying complete shave. Yeah, you know what, man, you suck. Because <laughs> you convinced me that yeah he could he'll shave that beard off to, to prove you know just to the to show how committed to the story he is yeah yeah damn it man but, I, I'm a but go stick with to it. your guns I mean like you say you're a beard guy so I, if you yeah don't think it's yeah happen, but you proved a a good, it was a good point I can't like dismiss it. Yeah. Just because how I feel, but I'm like, man, you're that was a sound point you made. He is passionate about wrestling. I can't yeah. dismiss that. Yep. yep. I'd be a fool to dismiss that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going clean shaven then? I pro yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't All do right. it, but yeah. Yeah. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's fair. that's fair. I can see him doing it. I yeah. think Daniel is that dude. He would do it. He would totally do it. That would be a hell of a change. And The Fiend does that to people. So, yeah, there's just so many things that just it just adds up. It adds up to he would do that. Again, chunks, either chunks of hair will be missing 
or he's going completely clean. So, and I, I would say he's going clean. I'd say he's going completely clean. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that, too. It's it's funny because I just saw um, like an old school ROH matchup. It was a fatal four way and it was uh, him and Seth Rollins. And uh, oh, who else was there? This guy, Jimmy Jacobs and one other person. I can't remember who it was in the fatal four way. But was it Kevin Steen? That, what's that? When Kevin Owens with Kevin Steen at the time? No, no, it was. Um, oh, it's going to kill me now. But um, I just saw there's they've been doing which um, shout out to ROH, by the way, because they've been putting out these throwbacks for a while. And it's always with the major wrestlers from WWE and AEW. And I'm seeing some crazy matchups and I'm like, wow, they had like all of these guys when they were up and coming. And, you know, I had no idea what was going on in ROH at the time when, when all these guys were there. So, you know, but I'm having a blast watching it now. Like, just the other day, I saw Adam Cole versus AJ Styles. And I was like, wow, that's insane. Like, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know that they had wrestled each other. Me either. So, wow. Yeah. I, I would have gone that YouTube, was the man. first time on uh, NXT. Just YouTube, AJ Styles versus versus Adam Cole. I will. ROH, man. Yeah, they had a pretty sick matchup. And it was, it was, a, it was not a – I won't say he was green, but Adam Cole was not the Adam Cole he is now. Like, the crowd wasn't doing the baby, but he was. Like, he was still trying to get people, like... Over to, with that? Yeah. Oh, but he was wow. a he, he was playing a heel, though, so he didn't okay. give a damn. He was just doing his own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. How long ago was this? Oh, man. This... It didn't say the date of the matchup, but it was before AJ had joined up with WWE. Because he was the IWGP champion, and he was going to ROH, and Adam Cole was the former... ROH champion at the time. Um, so, yeah, this is pre that Royal Rumble where AJ showed up. I mean, he still had the short hair. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. I definitely recommend checking that out. And like I said, shout out to ROH for doing that. Their uh, throwbacks that they do on their on their YouTube channel is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I almost definitely check that out, bro. Yep, yep. So, uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, and that match, yeah, Seth Rollins was uh, Tyler Black. He was this Tyler Black persona in that matchup. Um, I'm trying to see Jimmy Jacobs. Here, let me see if I can get that. Oh, um, Austin Aries. That's who it was. Oh. Yeah, Austin okay. Aries was in it. Yep. Yep, ah. yep. Yeah, so great, great matchup there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing some stuff. I mean, we're, I'm kind of diverting us from our SmackDown talk a little bit, but hey, why not? It's okay. Um, it's our podcast uh, at the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> <laughs> another, another pretty cool matchup was um, it was Adam Cole and Roderick Strong teaming up against the tag team of Red Dragon, which, you know, Red Dragon, if you don't know, is also um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were facing off against each other. I'm like, dang, all right, Undisputed Era versus Undisputed Era. This is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, and another matchup, Shayna Baszler was with Red Dragon. So that was crazy to see. Um, yeah, some fun stuff I've been seeing with ROH, man. So it's pretty Oh, man, you've been going down this rabbit hole. I, I got to yeah. see what's going on, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll be watching something. Dude, if you find something, man, just just send it, send it to yeah. me. Send me a text <laughs> or send me the link or something. I'm like, yeah, hey, man, check this out. I'll right. <laughs> I'll send them to you. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right, so SmackDown. So that'll, that'll cap it off for Bray and The Miz and Daniel Bryan, at least for now. We'll see what comes up this Friday on SmackDown. Um, for the rest of the show, we'll go through it pretty quickly because everything else kind of paled in comparison to what happened there really in the beginning. Um, we had Alexa Bliss having her first matchup, her first official match back um, in the ring since her injury, since recovering from her injury against Mandy Rose. Uh, she came out victorious in that matchup. Um, good, solid matchup overall, but Alexa Bliss came out on top. One spot I'll talk about was when Mandy Rose ripped the eyelashes off of Alexa Bliss in the middle of the match. Which was like okay, that, that was it. They made it seem pretty brutal. Now, I, you know, I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what uh, I, I wanted blue. to ask my wife. I was gonna hey, say, does that actually hurt? You know, getting your eyelash. I should just ask her real quick. So she's right out there, <laughs> 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 just to get an answer because I would like to know. Yeah, because they were selling it, man. Like it, they were like, oh my god, and they zoomed in on the eyelash getting ripped off, and I'm just like, is this? 
is that really a big deal? I mean, you know, so yeah, it'll be interesting to get a female perspective on that just to just to find out. Like, would, that would be would that be painful if someone ripped off your eye? Yeah, because the way they did it, like, and the way Alexa was selling, I was like, ugh, I, mm-hmm. a little bit of squeamish right here. They did a good job. They did a good job with that for sure. But uh, yeah, but Alexa overcame that, overcame her eyelashes getting ripped off and came out on top of the victor. So she beat Mandy Rose. Um, we had a set. Well, actually, Sheamus um, is is going to make his return pretty soon. So he's right. been having some. And they, hold on, back- before you get into it. So I wanted to get we wanted to get a lady perspective on this. So I'm going to ask my wife right here. She's right here. Okay. Hey, yeah. So it was a scene or a wrestling segment where. Uh, a lady, she was getting her eyelashes ripped off. Does that actually hurt? Um, yes. Oh. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Well, oh, they glued on. And it did look like they were glued. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because she was kind of like yelling, and we don't know if she was just selling, playing a part. They're like, yeah, they're glued at- on. okay. Oh, that's, that's good to know. Okay. Well, shout out to Alexa Bliss for taking that slight bump. <laughs> well, thank you for that perspective. We really appreciate thank that. You, thank you, Thank <laughs> you. All right. <laughs> hey, so there we go. There, there we, we have go. it. There we go. Breaking news, everyone. <laughs> nice. It hurts. It hurts. It's glued on. It hurts. So, yeah, shout out to Alexa Bliss for, for taking that. That's that's wow. Oh, man. Well, g- great improv, man. I love it. Right. I love it. <laughs> right into it. Yep. <laughs> it's like, man, let, let me just ask. Like, we yeah, got why not? I got my wife right here. Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, so Seamus, uh, we had a video package with him. This was the second night that we've seen a video package from Seamus. He had a package on Raw, uh, the, 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 the Raw before, and then now on SmackDown, showing his return again. So pretty cool to see Seamus coming back. He, you know, it was kind of a concern that a lot of people had that maybe his career could be over. Cause, yeah, I thought he was you know, done, man. Yeah, there's been an, he's been dealing with injuries all his career. And mm-hmm. some, you know, I think it's, it's a similar injury to what Edge had. Um, I think it was the comparison, you know, around his neck injury. So, yeah, just glad to see that he's coming back. So I'm happy for him for sure. Now, do you think he's getting an actual push? I do. I think so. Because whatever this was, I mean, let's say, you know, he doesn't have much time left in the ring, right? Yeah. They're probably going to want to give him one last really good run, you know, before he calls it a career. So I, I think he will get a push. And he'll be at Royal Rumble and be one of the last people in there and then get a decent matchup at WrestleMania and we'll see what happens there. Okay. Yeah. Me too, man. I hope he does get a strong – it looked like a strong push for from my point of view, so I hope he does. He's a former WWE heavyweight champion, you know, uh, King of the Ring winner as well. I think Money in the Bank winner as well. So he definitely got yeah. the accolades, man. So why not give him like another strong uh, – you know, maybe a main event push. Hey, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be nice to see for him. Right. Um, so now, this one is kind of confusing to me. This whole Dana Brooke, Drake Maverick, Elias situation. I'm, I'm kind of confused by the storyline. It's it's amusing, but it's confusing. I actually forgot all about it until you literally brought it back up. Yeah. So, so real quick, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But first of all, it was nice to see Elias back. You know, right after Survivor yep. Series, I was one of the people. I think we had brought him up like, where's Elias? Yeah. So and here he is. So he showed up, you know, backstage segments a couple weeks in a row, uh, having songs for, you know, around this whole thing that's going on with Dana Brooke and Drake Maverick. And just to break that down just real quickly, Drake Maverick's been hitting on Dana Brooke and Dana Brooke is, I guess, dating Batista. So he's been brought up by Corey Graves a couple times. Like, I wonder what the animal's thinking about this or I wonder what Big Dave is thinking about this. So he's kind of slightly thrown in Batista's name. Uh, but Drake Maverick is on screen still and off screen, you know, still married. Right. Yeah. So, and he's hitting on Dana Brooke. But then he's mad when Elias makes this song making fun of him and, and like, I don't know. It's just kind of goofy. Like then Drake Maverick will say things like, don't disrespect me or my wife, but you're trying to cheat on your wife. Yeah. So, you literally just asked Daniel Brooke out on a date on yeah. live TV, national right. live TV. Yeah. So it's goofy. And then he challenged Elias this week to a fight, which was just not even, it was just, they just, 
What? Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, what he did challenge him. This. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, was it even a fight? But he, I forgot he did challenge him. He, yeah, he, and it was just, it was just bad. It was just bad. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he got embarrassed. Uh, needless to say, Dana Brooke kind of threw him back in the ring for for Elias to continue on the beatdown. And eventually, uh, Elias actually let Dana Brooke take the quote unquote pinfall. Um, he Elias counted the three as Dana Brooke put her put her heel, her stiletto on his foot, on his on his chest uh, to count the one, two, three. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird storyline. And like I said, with Drake Maverick being married and then he's hitting on Dana Brooke and then, you know, he's Elias is talking smack to him and Drake Maverick is saying, don't disrespect my wife. Like, I, I'm just like, what 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 are we doing here? It's just a is it because story. Dana Brooke is actually going out with Dave Batista? Yeah, but I think the part that I'm just it's it's the Drake Maverick side that I'm more confused, just weirded out by than the 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 Dana Brooke Batista thing. Cool, you know, whatever they got go, going on, whatever they got going on, that's totally fine. But why is Drake Maverick hitting on her when he's a married man? Yeah, and then getting mad that somebody is calling him out and and then trying to defend his wife's honor when he's out here disrespecting her by flirting with another woman right there on national television it's just it's just a goofy storyline i don't yeah it's it's going to be leading to something though cuz they wouldn't give drake any tv time unless it wasn't leading to something else I mean, I was perfectly fine with him going for the 24-7 title and trying to consummate his marriage by winning the title. That was funny. It was fine. This right here just feels like logic has gone out the window with yeah, the storyline. Sure. You know, and they, they're just not doing well with these relationship storylines. Like, you know, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Rusev-Lana situation here when we get into Raw. But I just feel like they need to leave this kind of stuff alone for a while, you know, because... Going using real life relationships and on screen relationships and doing this the whole you know he cheated she cheated thing it's like very Jerry Springer Maury Povich and I just I don't know I just roll my eyes when they do that stuff so yeah I'm so turned off from that man it's like I, I don't want to see this you know yeah he said he said she said yeah BS it's just goofy mm-hmm. it's just goofy so. Moving on from there, um, we had a fatal four way to decide who were going to be the number one contenders at uh, WWE at, at TLC for the New Day's SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, we had the makeshift team of Mustafa Ali and Shorty G versus Lucha House Party versus Heavy Machinery versus The Arrival. Um, when all was said and done, the dust settled. The last two teams were The Revival and and Ali and Shorty G. And the revival ended up coming up victorious and ended up winning the the fatal four way to go against the new day at TLC. Um, this felt like the only real ma- the only outcome that should have happened out of this matchup mm-hmm. was the revival versus versus the new day. At some point, I would like to see Heavy Machinery get a title opportunity, become t- tag team champions eventually. Um, but I think for for it to be the new day as champions right now. I mean, there there was no other outcome for for me for this one. So I, honestly, I actually was kind of bored by this matchup. Um, I wanted to enjoy it because, of course, you got the new day out there. Like those are my guys. You know, I'm really a, a huge fan of them. Although yeah. Kofi's kind of been, you know, Shout back out to and forth new, for me a uh, bit. Podcast. Oh yeah, they've got the Feel the Power podcast. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet, but I've oh, heard great, great things. Great, so great I do want to listen man. to it. They cut it short, man. They cut it short. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was only you know they they wanted to go longer, but it was only probably about forty five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, I'll check it out. I'll check it out definitely. But yeah, they, you know, just a fan of them. So you know, but at the same time, the match itself, I felt like it was so predictable what was about to happen. You know, especially you know, again, you got Ali and Shorty G in there, and then they threw. the members of the revival on the new day. I was like, this just doesn't feel real. Like, I don't really believe that, you know, it's about to be the new day versus Ali and shorty G. Like I just, <laughs> I just never for one second believed that that was the match that was going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what came out of it. So yeah. any, any thoughts on that before we move on? It was saying for me, like I, I thought, you know, revival will go over and they did, you know, but I did enjoy Dash Wilder's uh, promo. He he cut a hell of a promo. Talked about you know tag team wrestling is going to bring it back, the revival and but but we'll Old see school. though because 
WWE, WWE, WWE shows that they don't really care about tag team wrestling. Yeah, it's like we'll we'll believe it when we see it kind of thing with that. So I'm, I'm with you there on that for sure. So let's let's move on from there. We're getting to to the main thing that happened on the show. But one more thing before we get there, we had uh, a face to face between Lacey Evans and Sasha Banks. This came on the tail end of a squash match for Lacey Evans. I forget who even she beat, but it really doesn't even matter. She won real quick, and then Sasha Banks came out. To, you know, for a face to face with her. I think this was a good moment for Lacey Evans because she got on the mic. She talked about how she's a Marine. Uh, they were talking about um, the the tribute to the troops that they just did. And then this the timing of it all, I felt was was really nice for Lacey to to piggyback off of that with saying that she's a Marine. And, um, you know, the crowd was really behind her. You know, they were chanting for Lacey. Um, when, when Sasha tried to invoke the name of her daughter, she said, don't you ever, I'm going to tell you this one time, don't you ever mention my daughter again. And like, I, I felt it like I believed it. You know, she, I, I'm already a fan of Lacey Evans. Like I'm pulling for her, even when she was a heel, like I felt like, you know, on raw, when she was trying to go against Becky Lynch, that there was something there that she could be like another star in the making for them. And the comparisons to Charlotte are there. But even beyond oh, yeah. that, like she has her own thing and she's so devoted to that Southern Belle character that I just feel like whatever she decides to focus on, she's going to put everything into it and she's going to be great at it. So I'm really excited to see a potential push for her as a face against, you know, Sasha and or uh, Bailey. You think she could uh, be a top woman's face? I think she can. Yes, I think she can. I think she's she's such a perfect role model. You know, with again the military background, oh, yeah, and and kind of like the old school feel to her. You know, like it, I think she can be that that one of the top faces of the company um, when it comes to the women's division and just in general. Just like I said, just a great role model. Okay, yeah, I I, I am digging Lacey Evans' uh, face persona. You know, I think it does work in her favor because she de- definitely have the right character traits for it. Uh, not even being not character just you know she is an actual marine that actually works on her favor as well you know her having a daughter as well uh so yeah all those works in her favor that i think she's gonna be possibly be a top woman's face and she's going against the right component which is sasha banks and then uh and bailey as well so we'll see how that you know will will mix up yeah, and that speaking of of them, so I just remembered they towards the end of the segment, it looked like uh, Lacey was gonna give Sasha the woman's right, and Sasha just dropped and screamed even before she swung her hand to the point where I was just like, whoa! Like it, it was the craziest flinch like I, I had seen a person do for a move like like she got punked. She just got by Lacey Evans, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Lacey just kind of walked out, the, like, stepped through the ropes and walked away and left Sasha just looking foolish, honestly. Um, so great look for Lacey there. Um, now, as she was making her way out, um, Bailey hit her from behind, knocked her down, and then there was a real brief beat down by both Sasha and Bailey onto Lacey. So they still ended up being the one standing at the end of it all. But overall, I just thought it was a great segment for Lacey just to help kind of put her over. And uh, yeah, Sasha just did a great job of of helping to put her over with that flinch. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a great segment. Yeah, they definitely have uh, some good chemistry. So we'll see how how this all line up for uh, pay-per-view for Helen or not Helen to sell table ladders and chairs. <laughs> TLC. TLC. Yep. <laughs> so now let's talk about. Roman Reigns, Dolph Ziggler, King Corbin, and dog food. Um, yes, I said dog, dog food because if you didn't see it, that that actually happened. Um, yeah. So basically, Baron Cor- or King Corbin promised, vowed that he was going to embarrass yeah. Roman Reigns. Humili- yep, That's right. humiliate Roman Reigns tonight. You know and. Most people are probably thinking, yeah, okay, he's going to say that, and then Roman Reigns is going to, you know, Superman punch him and whoever else he brings, and that'll be it, right? It's Roman Reigns. Yep. Um, he had, was scheduled to have a match with Dolph Ziggler. 
Uh, Dolph Ziggler was getting revenge for his tag team partner, Robert Roode, for after Roman just destroyed Robert Roode in the matchup last week. Uh, Robert Roode was trying to take Roman's head off by using the scepter on Roman's head when Roman's head was was planted on the steel chair. I know. Um, and it looked like the scepter almost put a hole it in did, the chair. It did, man. I, I was like, damn, how hard was he swinging? Yeah. <laughs> it, I was like, wow. Thank goodness Roman moved. Like, you know, I, I bought into the story for a moment. There. I was like, okay, that was crazy. But, um, yeah, then Roman just went nuts and was throwing the steel steps at, at people at, and threw um, Robert Rude. I forgot what he threw at him first, but he eventually would get buried under the, the uh, announce table. Like, he just flipped. Roman flipped the announce table on top of Robert Rude after he had already, like, just destroyed him pr- just previously to that. So uh, they had to take him out on a stretcher and... Now Dolph wanted revenge for that. King Corbin wanted to humiliate him. So we have the match. Dolph Ziggler actually looked really great in this matchup. He looked like he did have a perfect game plan for Roman Reigns, as Corey Graves kept uh, mentioning. Yeah. You know, like he had game plan for him and everyone thinks that Roman Reigns is going to beat him. And he takes you know offense to that. And yeah, Dolph Ziggler, I thought, looked great in this. It almost felt like, you know, Dolph Ziggler was kind of taking over the, the storyline, focused a little bit away from from King Corbin because of how good he was doing. I kind of was getting more interested in like potentially a Dolph versus Roman situation instead of a Corbin versus Roman. Yeah, uh, of what we're getting so, right now currently. Right, right. Oh, and it was a, it was made official um, during the night as well that we will get a Roman Reigns versus King Corbin TLC match at the TLC pay per view. So that's gonna happen. But um, oh, I'm seeing it now. Actually, he had uh, Roman had speared Robert Roode in the through the barricade. So he had done that, and then he picked up the announce uh, the announcers' chairs, the the big recliners, and just threw those on top of Robert Roode, uh, threw those, and then he flipped the announce table onto him. So just for clarification there, um, but yeah, so going back to this matchup again, Dolph Ziggler looked great in it. Dolph and Roman going back and forth. King Corbin gets brought to the ring by the six uh, caravan of guys, all raising him up on his throne and like walking him to the ring. Uh, so he's watched the matchup and then the match itself did not finish. Right. Like it ended up getting and he ended up getting interfered with by by all of the, the guys that carried hit carried Corbin to the ring, if I'm not mistaken. So eventually what would happen is everything broke down and the guys that took that carried Queen Corbin to the ring ended up attacking Roman Reigns. So Roman is fighting all of these guys, these goons, with for which for a minute there, they kind of reminded me of the creepers from AEW. <laughs> like Dark Order. The image I had in my head. <laughs> I'm like, this feels very much like the creepers from AEW. Oh but, man. You know, for those of you that don't know, it's just basically, you know, henchmen that the, that this this group has, you know, in the AEW. We'll we may talk about them a little bit later on in our AEW podcast. But um so, you know, he's getting jumped. The numbers game is getting the better of him. But he's fighting. He's he's trying to Superman punch everyone he can. But this time it, it just wasn't gonna wasn't in the cards for Roman. They pulled out handcuffs. They handcuffed him to the post. They, you know, punched him a couple times. And then they went under the ring and pulled out the dog food. So they opened up a couple cans of dog food and they're pouring it on Roman Reigns' head. You want to be a big dog? You a big dog, right? <laughs> yep. You can eat like a big dog. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, eat, Roman, eat. And then just pouring this dog food, just chunks of dog food on him, on his hair, put it in his face. It just looked like piles of doo-doo, basically. Yeah, like, man. Like, all over like a man. shower in it, man. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was disgusting to see. And I felt bad for Roman because it's, it really was an embarrassing sight to see him just covered in all of just that just shit, just the dog food and all that. And like, wow, this is that's awful. So... Yeah. So what did you think of this segment overall? Like, like, well, especially the ending of it. Uh, I thought, well, the match was solid because, you know, Dolphin Reigns are going to do good work. So the match was solid. But in a match, you know, I was like, man, this is what we're going to get from a Baron Corbin and a Roman Reigns rivalry is dog food. Uh, You know, I... The visual effect, yeah, it was shocking, but overall, it's like, man, this is what we're doing, man. I feel like we could be doing so much better with these two if they hate each other so much. Yeah. 
Why is it just going to be showering him in dog food? I get it. You want to embarrass him, but you can go other ways <laughs> to prove a point. I just think Corbin is lame. <laughs> it's just what it is. Hold man. on, man. You got to put respect on his name. King Corbin. Oh, I'm sorry. King he Corbin. Corbin is lame. King Corbin is lame. I just think that's what it is. Like his jokes, you know, on Roman Reigns about being a dog and making his Tron video that, with that dog, that CGI uh, dog, do the barking sounds, was just so annoying in the past couple weeks. And then he does this, and I'm like, oh, and then he brought out the big dog. It was like a guy in a, in a big dog suit, you know, kind of making fun of Roman Reigns. Like these are all just just bad jokes. Like they're just terrible. Yeah. So it, it's not it just clicking. Like, it's not connecting. No. It's something that Roman Reigns and he gets out of too, man, because this can hurt him as well. It could. It could. Like right now, I feel for Roman. Like I'm on. I'm clearly on Roman's side because I just can't stand what I'm seeing from, from oh, yeah. Corbin. Yeah. You know. So that's working. But like you said, it can actually really hurt Roman too if this gets so annoying that you just don't care because it's just so lame. Um, and we're fully expecting Roman to win this matchup yeah. at TLC. So yeah. Woo. Yeah. What do you think they can do to improve this Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin? Maybe is it Baron Corbin? Is Baron Corbin the issue? Like I said, once Dolph was wrestling him, I was like, I kind of wish this was Dolph. I kind of wish it was Dolph versus Roman instead of Corbin versus Roman. To be honest with you, because for me, Corbin, like he's he's they're giving him a chance. They're giving him a big chance, and the more I see of him, it's like this: this you have the the heat, the crowd is against you, and you know you've had some victories that have pissed people off, and so that's good, you know. But then he, I don't feel like he's really capitalizing on it when he's on the microphone. He just doesn't have it, you know. He doesn't have it. Like he's he's got a. It's hard to take him serious size. when he's on the microphone. Yeah, yeah, which. You know, it's just unfortunate because I feel like he's right there. He's he's just he's he's right at the cusp of being you know potentially a superstar. Yeah, he's got. I think he has character up. now. The King Corbin that the the look is cool, not cool, but it fits him. It's better. Yeah, I should say. Yeah, with the King Corbin persona, it's better. Yeah. for sure with the new tights and everything. Yeah, yeah, but you know, verbally, I guess there's a disconnect somewhere when he's. He's trying to when he's doing his promos, yeah. like I don't like it. I'm not. A, I don't know. It just doesn't connect with me. Yeah, I agree. I 100 percent agree. Like I just I and I I want like you know we've we've gone back and forth with Corbin, you know King Corbin, and said you know like oh he sucks. Oh this heat is good. Oh but then he sucks. Oh but then you know he's 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 using this King Corbin persona. So maybe now, you know, it'll, this is a new start for him. And then he's lame now again. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, it's, he's such a polarizing, like not even polarizing. I don't know if that's really the word because it's a little bit different. Like I think of Roman Reigns or John Cena when we, I think of the word polarizing, but for him, I feel like it's more just, is it, is it go away heat, you know, that he's going to start to get again, or I'm, can I he find really... myself getting close to him. Like I'm, like f- a few more weeks of Baron Corbin, I'll probably be saying like, "All right, man, I- I'm tired of seeing enough you. is enough." Dismissed. Yeah, I'm tired of your presence. Dismiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I don't even know what I what because I want to say what am I looking for from Corbin? Like, what do I want to see him do? You know, and I just. I, I, I'm having a hard time. I'm, I'm having a hard time finding out or figuring out like what is it that he could do to change this. You know, I feel like if he maybe if he just stops with trying to make jokes and just bad jokes. straight down to business and just tries to be a badass. Well, yeah, you know, like I think that would be the way. I mean, you know, it's funny. The Rock when he had his um uh, his he, he came back to SmackDown when SmackDown debuted on Fox, and I think it was on Instagram where he actually shouted out Corbin and he said, you know, just be a badass, right? Like he actually was giving him advice in the Instagram post. And I'm thinking back to that. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe this is what the rock was talking about. Like, just be a 
badass. Yeah, don't be that dude trying to crack jokes. Let me get the yeah. doggy out there. It's not a good look when you in your King Corbin, you know, persona, and you're got the crown and the cape, and you're standing right next to a a big old mascot puppy dog. Right. It's not a good look. Yeah. Just he does. He's not intimidating right uh-huh. now with this. He's just he's just lame. He just feels lame. But you know, if he just drops all that and just starts whooping people's asses yeah. and just being serious, because he I got think a that good, would be strong good... move set. Yeah, yeah, he got that. Finisher. Yeah, and the Biggs is a great finisher. Oh yeah, man, it's, it's a good finisher, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think you know, at the end of it all, I think we both kind of had a similar reaction where we're just like. Dog food, okay. I guess that's how we're gonna end this. You know, um, I'm hoping for you know a, a, a just I guess a better showing. You know, with this um, with this uh, coming SmackDown, just you know a better because TLC is that next Sunday? Oh man, hold on. Is that next Sunday or this coming up Sunday? I'm trying to remember. Was it one week? I gotta look. Oh boy, TLC. This is the issue. They just need to cut some of these pay per views. <laughs> like we just had hell. Then we just have like Hell in a Cell. Oh, what was Hell in a Cell? Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Survivor Series. Yeah, Survivor Series. I feel like those just happened. Before that we was Hell in a Cell. See, all this yep. is blending together, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they snuck in, which I haven't seen yet. Actually, the Starcade pay per view, which you know is not really canon, but it happened. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> So it it is this weekend. Oh my God! It's, it's, it's this, well, that was the it's this weekend. <laughs> so this Friday is the go home show. So we well, got a prediction got show to do. to do coming up. <laughs> hey, tune in Thursday. We got yeah. the predictions coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep, December fifteenth. There it is. So yeah, it's just it snuck up on us, but we're right there. So this Friday, they've got some work to do to really like, you know, as one last chance to make these these matches feel a little bit more special. Because right now, that one just feels like okay, Roman Reigns is going to win. You know, he's going to get his revenge, um, and Corbin is not in any way, or shape, or form intimidating at all. He has he's no threat to him whatsoever. It's only two matches I want to see right now. It's basically Bray Wyatt and The Miz. And on Raw will be uh, Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. With, with um, well, oh, yeah, Bray Wyatt and The Miz. You said that. That's right. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm with that. Like, I, that, I would agree. Those two matches are the ones I'm looking forward to. So, just to cap off SmackDown, really. Um, this one, there were some... Good moments in the beginning with Bray Wyatt, The Miz, um, Alexa Bliss coming back and getting that victory over Mandy Rose and getting her eyelashes ripped ripped off. Uh, shout out again to your wife for giving us that that info on it actually being painful to because it's glued on. So thank you again. Yeah, I thought um, maybe it was just actual selling, but man, we got some confirmation on that. So man, all right, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, Lacey Evans, I think, you know, would be my my other highlight there, you know, for the night, just the way that she came out looking in this show. So, yeah, overall, that that would be my my takeaway. Any takeaways for you? Uh, no, man, you pretty much hit it right there. I'm not going to, you know, repeat it just basically what you said. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ditto. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, just ditto. And uh, yeah, and it worked for me as well. Cool, cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for SmackDown for this week. We're going to do Raw here in a little bit where we're going to call it an episode for SmackDown. So for Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.